0: to Books in the Middle, a podcast just for middle school books. Have you ever broken a rule that you didn't even know was a rule? Well, if you have, then you know how Maniac McGee feels. Now, who the heck is Maniac McGee? That's actually not his real name. His real name was Jeffrey. But when he came to the town of Two Mills, it kind of stuck, and people started calling him Maniac McGee because his last name was McGee. So why on earth did they call him Maniac McGee? Well, it all started pretty much on the first day he arrived in two mills. And he kind of arrived with a bit of a bang. And by bang, I mean he ran into lots of people. Or I guess I should say he ran past a lot of people. Because it turns out that Maniac was an amazing runner. To hear legend tell it, it sounds like half the town saw Maniac that first day. But there were really just a few official sightings. And unfortunately for Maniac, one of those sightings had to do with this 12-year-old named McNabb. John McNabb was a giant, at least by 12-year-old standards. And he was kind of a legend in Little League circles because he had never met a kid he couldn't strike out. See, McNabb was a pitcher, and he was an amazing pitcher, and he had an incredible fastball on him. But on the first day that Maniac shows up in 2 Mills, he wanders over to the baseball diamond where McNabb is in the process of extending his record in terms of striking out pretty much everyone. When this runt kid steps up to the plate, and of course it turns out it's Maniac. Try as John might, he cannot strike out Maniac. Well, whether Maniac wanted that to happen or not, it puts him in the crosshairs of McNabb. So when John McNabb catches Maniac McGee walking along some railroad tracks a few days later, he and his gang of kids who they call themselves the Cobras decide they are going to take care of this kid once and for all. McNab scooped up a handful of track stones. He launched one. He snarled. He's dead. Let's get him. By the time Maniac looked back, they were almost on him. He wobbled once, leapt from the rail to the ground and took off. He was at the Oriel Street dead end, but his instinct said no, not the street, too much open space. He stuck with the tracks. Stones clanked off the steel rails. He darted left, skirting the dump, wove through the miniature mountain range of stone piles and into the trees, skiing on his heels down the steep bank and into the creek, frogs plopping. No time to look for stepping rocks. Yells behind him now, war whoops, stones pelting the water, stinging his back. Ah, the other side, through the trees and picker bushes, past the armory jeeps, and out onto the park boulevard, past the Italian restaurant on the corner, the bakery, screeching tires, row houses, streets, alleys, cars, porches, windows, faces staring, faces, faces, the town whizzing past maniac, a blur of faces, each face staring from its own window, each face in its own personal frame, its own house, its own address, some place to be when there was no other place to be. How lucky to be a face staring out. Out from a window and then could it be the voices behind him were growing faint he slowed turned stopped they were lined up at a street a block back they were still yelling and shaking their fists but they weren't moving off the curb and now they were laughing why were they laughing the cobras were standing at hector street hector street was the boundary between the east and the west ends Or, to put it another way, between the blacks and the whites. Not that you never saw a white in the east end or a black in the west end. People did cross the line now and then, especially if they were adults and it was daylight. But nighttime, forget it. And if you were a kid, day or night, forget it. Unless you had business on the other side, such as a sports team or school. But don't just be strolling along as if you belong there, as if you weren't afraid, as if you didn't even notice you were a different color from everybody around you. The cobras were laughing because they figured the dumb, scraggly runt would get out of East End in about as good shape as a bare big toe in a convention of snapping turtles. Of course, Maniac didn't know any of that. What Maniac has no idea is that he is about to run smack dab into a rule. A rule that he had no idea existed. And that rule is, there's no way a white kid is going to stay on the black side of town. Or so everyone thinks. Maniac McGee by Jerry Spinelli